Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast, your listening guide to parenting with peace and connection. I'm Stacey Bellward, here with co-founder of Connected Families, Jim Jackson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm Stacy, and Jim Jackson's here with me. Hi, Jim. Hi, Stacy. You ready to roll? I am so ready to roll. We are in the middle of this 10-part series, What Should I Do When My Child Lies to Me? Or What Should I Do When They Won't Get Up in the Morning? All sorts of different things. But today, we've got an all-time favorite. This might be our most common What Should I Do When question that we get. Yeah. All the time at our workshops, online, on our Facebook, Instagram pages, all the time. It's this. What should I do when my child will not get off their screen? (sighs) (laughs) Jim, did your kids have screens when they were young? Cut it off, (laughs) Stacy. We had telephones. We had screens. Yes. uh, I can still hear the AOL thing going in my, you've got mail. We Uh had screens. In Uh fact, we were were early adopters of technology in the 90s. So, yes, our kids had screens. We had video Video games, games, Oregon Trail. And back then, it was difficult because even then, the technology companies knew how to hook our kids into wanting more and more and more of their stuff. Sure. And if they were good back then, today they're genius. Ooh, they are. Yeah, I mean, I remember many fights, and I, you know, there's one story. <laughs> we were working hard to get one of our kids to not be on the screen when he shouldn't be on the screen, and we did it to the point where we locked, put a lock on the door. Oh. And I came home from school or from work one day, and he had gotten home from school earlier, and he was just sitting on the couch. He was flipping this little credit card. I think it was his school ID, and he was flipping it, and he was just looking at me with sort of this defiant look on his face. And I was like, what's that about? And he says, you can't control me, you know. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, I broke into the computer room, and I've been playing for two hours, and I could have lied to you about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, on the one hand, how cool that he's telling me the truth. Uh-huh. You know, like that was that was cool, but that was lost on me at, at first. Yeah. And it was like, how dare you talk to me that way and defy yeah. me that way? And we're going to just unplug the internet, except we couldn't do that because I needed the internet. <laughs> yeah. And they needed it for school. Even back then, he needed it a little bit, not like they do these days. But yeah, I mean, it was this big, energized power struggle. Yeah. Yeah, well, and what I heard you say there, there was some defiance there. There was a power struggle right between the two of you. You were on opposite sides of that battle, and he wanted to win. Well, so did I. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and so I'm really glad, aren't you, that we've got Chad with us today, who's this Connected Families Parent Coach, deals with this issue with parents of teens on a frequent basis. Uh, Welcome, Chad. Thank you. Yeah, glad to be here. We're glad you're here, too. This is a hot topic, especially in today's world where we're all dealing with screens and all of the nuances of Absolutely. it. I'm just glad I've overcome my issue with screens. Your I don't, own? I don't ever, oops, wait a minute. There's a text. <laughs> 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 my phone just buzzed. Our brains have been conditioned now to respond and to jump into action whenever it vibrates mm-hmm. or dings or pings mm-hmm. or sings or whatever it is our phones do, right? Yep. My middle schooler just asked for Instagram. <sighs> what did you say? We need to talk about it. Oh, good answer. We're going to have a conversation. Buy a little time. That's right. (laughs) Buy a little time. (laughs) Right on. Do whatever you need to to buy a little time. Right. Well, Chad, what's the quick answer to that question? What should I do when my child will not get off their screen? Yeah, that's the million dollar or maybe $10 million question, right? I mean, if we could just answer that with a snap of our fingers. And I think there are some things that we can do. So my quick answer is... Uh, first, get yourself under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the, the, the power of calm for myself to come at this issue uh, is really, really important. And then being really clear about what the expectations are for our child and then holding them accountable to, to meeting those expectations. And along the way, just as you talked about Instagram, having conversations about what those expectations might be. It's not an edict from me. Mm-hmm. This is the way it's going to be. Um, but let's get some let's get some conversation about it. But then there's the clarity and then the then the uh, accountability. That we so uh, just to repeat and to really narrow that down, the quick answer is kind of take care of me and what's going on in me and how I approach this. Stay calm. Stay calm. And then make sure that there's clear expectations about usage and parameters and what will happen if those parameters are are challenged. Right. And then follow through. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty simple. Wow. Super simple. Let's go home. Yeah, what are we going to talk about the rest of the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I, what I want to do is try to put this in motion a little bit because I, I, I'm imagining people hear that and go, okay, I've kind of heard something like that before. And so, and I've tried it and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my guess is that there's, and we've seen this, right? Uh, it, there's a common way that this gets presented and there's a common thing that doesn't work. And I wonder if it might even help to kind of role play this out just a little bit where where I'll be, you know, the child that's 12 or so on the little device. And I should be doing something else, homework or chores or coming to dinner or whatever. And but I've got a you know, I've got friends and I'm playing this game and I got if I blow it, then it affects everybody. And so I'm not really paying much attention to you until the thing that usually happens happens. And what is that? So let's let's role play that out. So I'm playing the game and you you call me to whatever it is and then we'll go from there. Jim. Jim. This kid. Jim. Dad, hold on. Yeah, don't make me come in there. Jim, get in here. It's time to eat. Dad, I gotta finish this this Jim. Now. Jim, get in here. Let's go right now. Here, uh, give me that thing. Dad, Dad give, give no, don't. Me. Dad, no, I'm going to let Jim? the whole everybody. Oh, oh you ruined my rating. No, my you ranking. Ruined our no. Dinner. Now get get in here right now. Let's go. Dad, this is hey, dumb. If you're gonna give me lip, then just give me the phone uh, and we can talk about this later. You can get it back in about five such years. A power monger. God. So does that sound familiar to anybody? Wow, How that you was feeling real. Over there, Stacey, that watching was real. This? Yeah. <laughs> I felt the frustration of the parents. We were kind of getting into it. What else did you feel? The parent was trying to get the child to do what they needed to do. Yeah. yeah. Intensity. Intensity of the kid. I mean, that's that's the thing. As soon as you got intense with me, I mean, I got a little intense with you, maybe, but hmm. you got intense with me, uh-huh. and it's like, I won't have any of this, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, we spend a lot of time sort of picking all of this apart. So what you said is actually very common for parents. It's like, well, did you see? I mean, what's a parent to do when a kid gets like that? Yeah. And my thought is, well, what's a kid to do when a parent gets like that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what just happened there? What did the parent do that hooked the child? And is there anything the parent could do differently that might lead to some different outcomes? And that's what we're going to kind of try to unpack here a little bit. I mean, if you start to think about, um, you know, the parents and their goals and the goals that I had for Jim in that situation, uh, I, th- I think, although poorly stated, perhaps, um, but I did have some goals and I think they were good goals, right? Something along timeliness and self-control and you know, just being respectful of obedience, other people's times yeah. and right. obedience and all of these things that, that I had in my mind that I want him to learn. And uh, I think then that shift starts to switch when we get to those those messages again, identity-forming messages about what was it like to be Jim receiving the things that he yeah. received from me 
you know, so what messages did you get from me that you are statement? Kinds well, of messages? I, you're, I mean, that was, you're defiant, you're disobedient, you're a pain, you're a problem, you never listen. I mean, I, you know, it could be any number of different things. Uh, I mean, honestly, in, in the role play, even I was so worked up uh, about losing my game that I didn't really care about anything else. And, and I didn't have good logic and I didn't have good thinking. In fact, I didn't have good logic or good thinking even before, like I didn't, did you, when did you start calling me? <laughs> <laughs> you were busy on your screen. I was so in, 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 into this thing that I couldn't hear or, yeah. or respond or, or I didn't have cognition about my parent just right. yet. You were in the zone. So let me just pull back a minute. So what I'm hearing you do is pull apart that typical parent-child scenario where they're trying to get the child off. And Chad, what you were saying is that the parent has good intentions. Really good. And the child... Doesn't experience the good intentions mm-hmm. because the, the, the volume and the messaging tends to send a, send a different uh, form of, um, yeah, just messaging to, to the child. So here are my goals, but they get lost. And, you know, when I get big and angry like that, I become the issue and the issue gets lost, mm-hmm. right. right? So out of that comes, you're so mean and you're so stupid uh-huh. and you're so yep. controlling. I mean, those are the things that Jim said to me because because I became the issue in a lot of ways because of how I responded in that. So let's, let's unpack this simple quick answer for a little bit. Um, the power of calm, clear expectations, and following through, um, those are good ideas. You're a parent who's heard that, learned that, tried that. Uh, you tried to be calm when you first asked me to come into the kitchen. You, you, you know, it seemed like you were kind of going down that road for a little bit, and then it kind of went a different direction. H- how could these principles at a time like that in real time lead to something else, a different outcome than what, what we just did? The thing for us as parents is that we oftentimes act surprised in situations where we know it's coming. Like if I, if I had taken just five seconds and thought about, hmm, I wonder how this is going to go. And when I call Jim and say, Jim, come in, it's time for dinner, get off your screen, how has it gone in the past? Because the best predictor of the future is the past. And so Same. it wouldn't take me long to start going, hmm, he's not going to receive this very well. So I already get to get the advantage of calming myself down before I get into that. So I'm starting to think, hmm, how can I calm myself down? What's true about Jim right now? What do I really want him to learn? What's true about me as a parent that's going to allow me to engage a little differently? Because my immediate thought uh, for me personally as a parent that I've been working on and needing to grow in continually is the first thought that pops into my head around a situation like that is I shouldn't have to deal with this. Hmm. So if my first thought is I shouldn't have to deal with this, you will not find the fruit of the Spirit flowing through that thought very well. Okay, there's not a lot of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, right? You're saying this is a spiritual moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. So that takes it to a whole nother level, different. right? Yeah. Like, like, what if we thought about it that way? Would that help infuse a new sense of calm and perspective? Uh, and I think we found as we listen to parents over and over again that it does. Yeah, and I think that that understanding... And it's hard to change something that I'm thinking or believing if I don't if I don't know I'm thinking or believing it. So the first piece here really is, what am I believing about this situation? What do I believe about me? What do I believe about my child? And then rewriting some of those things. Is this really true? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about that in our online course uh, in the book, uh, Discipline Connects with Your Child's Heart. We talk about it there, really doing some of that work before we get into this, what are we going to do? So since you're talking about the book, just quickly before we continue, um, we want to let listeners know about the fact that we've written a book that kind of takes parents through this way of learning to think about uh, how to bring God's grace and truth even into the discipline of your kids. Leverage discipline opportunities to be that time and place where you can actually strengthen your relationship with your kids. If you're thoughtful about what God is up to here, what God's up to in my child, what are the unique opportunities I have here to lead and guide my child into wisdom. So we invite you to check out that book at the website. That's right. It's on our website, connectedfamilies.org. It has a great section where it goes even into more depth than we are going to go into today on this topic of screens with your kids. Yeah. So um, if you have any questions, you can look in our show notes for that also. So let's let's get back to this, this uh, scenario where I'm the defiant teen who won't get off the screen. And Chad, you're talking about the importance of calm and you're talking about the importance of some bigger picture perspective and even welcoming God's spirit to be at work. Um, what might that look like as it played out if we were to redo that role play again? Like I, it, maybe it's a little awkward to do a role play uh, over the airwaves, if you will, where you can't see all the things that are happening. But let's can we just pick it up where, where I'm I'm immersed in this game and you've learned these new ideas and you want to be calm and you want to make sure. I, I guess I'll assume that there's been some expectations that have been made clear, like when I ask you to get off, then you need to get off or you'll lose the device or the screen time. I've told you a hundred times, Jim, you should know it okay. by now, right? Okay. So they're really clear. <laughs> so there it is. It's clear. And so now it's it's up to Chad to follow through in a way that 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 wins my respect rather than creates more disrespect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm playing. I'm immersed. I've, I've, I'm ranked. I'm in fourth place right now before the game is coming to a quick close here in a little bit. And... I'm taking a deep breath. I'm recognizing I'm, I've got a game plan now. I'm going into this with a different strategy, uh, with a different uh, perspective. And uh, so I'm calming myself down. I'm grabbing a drink of water. And now I'm going to walk in instead of yell from the kitchen. Right? And as I'm walking, I'm saying, God, give me grace. Give me wisdom. Help me understand what it's like to be my kiddo here, too. And uh, help us to, to get connected. And I'm aware of none of this. I love this game. And Dad's quieter than usual, and I'm not even aware of that. So I'm standing over your shoulder, and I'm saying, "Hey, Jim, Jim, what are you, what are you doing?" Dad, Dad, not now. I got to, I've got to finish. I'm third place right now. Oh my goodness! Look at you. <laughs> How in the world have you? Uh, my mind is spinning. Dad, no. Shh. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Well, that's pretty amazing. Hey, Jim, Jim, Jim. I need, you, I need you to. Hey, buddy. Dad. Put my hand on your shoulder if you'll receive that. Not now. Yeah. Hey, Jim, I need you to I need you to stop, buddy. Right here. Look at me. Look at me. Mm-mm. Jim. No, Dad, Jim. I can't. I can't. I've got to finish. Okay. I've got to finish. Then the game is going to go away. Dad. Yeah. No. The game you is going to go away. Take my game. I was in third place no. and I was about to get the guy in second. I know. You've been oh. working hard at that game. I know that. Oh, you are such a power monger. Hey, Jim. <laughs> what? I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard to give up doing yes. something when you're really into it. I get well, it. I let I Let me ask you a question. What? I know. Hold on. D- a second. What's the expectation about that game? What have we talked about? I know, but dad. Okay, you just you just said you know. 
Can you just tell me? I, I know it was hard, but can you tell me what the expectation was? That when it's dinner time, I need to get off the game when I'm called for dinner. Yeah. yeah. But it was, but I was almost done. I would have been done. It would have only been another minute. Mm-hmm. Dad. I hear you. <sighs> I hear you. But what was also the expectation that if, uh, if you didn't get off, what would happen? <sighs> that I lose the device yeah you lose again the device. yeah i appreciate the fact that you tell me the truth about these things and <sighs> that you know the expectations and it's really hard to get to get off the the screen i know right you know i know because it's hard for me too sometimes okay so whatever can, can hand over the screen you'll miss tomorrow and the next day you'll you'll oh, have access gosh. again and if, if you learn to do it well you keep getting access right it's all right let's grab dinner Oh, you guys, that was so good. <laughs> I'm still not, I'm in the teenage role or the child role. I'm still wondering. But Your heart's still pounding about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, which I think is important to note, like like when parents learn to be calm and and have clear expectations and follow through, it doesn't mean that I'm going to get on with the program right now, every time. Like, but... but the child. The child, yeah. right. So in the child's role... Um, you know, I suppose we could wonder, was I more inclined to be respectful of dad now than I was before? And the answer is maybe a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I think the reality is maybe not yet. Mm-hmm. But Chad, as you often say, you know, if, if, if we if we picture a future out into the distance instead of just getting a, needing immediate results all the time, it helps us as parents to stay calm. Yeah, I mean, if if you think about what you want this interaction to look like six months from now, mm-hmm. then what are the what are the things that we can do now that will maybe more, make it more likely to get there down the road? So, yeah. a lot of times parents will say when when they hear something like this, they go, "Well, that would never happen in my family." And I would say, "You're probably right." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the, this this first interaction likely will be a little different than this, but it it is giving some language at least, to how you might engage that. And I know you're going to be mad at me. And if I take the bait and jump on that hook of you being mad at me and I say, no more of that. You're so defiant and I'm going to teach you. So there's a really important principle there, which is we need to figure out how to be okay when our kids are mad at us without getting mad back. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big piece of calm. Knowing that that the consequence is going to be the teacher here, Right. And and that I become an issue when I start to get engaged in the yelling match mm-hmm. or the power match. And then we lose sight of what the actual issue really was. Yeah. And I'm asking you questions. You knew the answers and then you were forthright enough to tell me the answers. Right. That's a really great thing. We can build on that. Yeah. And there was even in even in the role in the in the role play mode, uh, you know, and I'm trying to be resistant to you. And then you kind of compliment me and I'm like. That's disarming. That's that catches me a little bit, and it's like, okay, Dad isn't against me here. I'm just mad now that I lost my device instead of mad at Dad for being such a jerk. And now I can start doing a little better thinking, a little right now. Yeah. But over time, it'll be more and more and more. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah, right on. I hear that the intentionality that you are able to give and to set up between yourself and your child is like this beautifully paved road into that situation then because then you can come as a calm parent. You still have to do some work to calm down, you know, right as, you know, you've called the child and they're not coming or whatever. You kind of got a game plan then Mm -hmm. in a sense that makes you able to be intentional versus reactionary 
and upset yeah. like you were in the past. Yeah, and it's interesting because I know we do role plays similar to this, uh, Lynn and I, when we do the workshops. And, you know, parents parents like having this power position. There's a certain feeling about that that they like. Um, but then when we have them role play the more calm and loving sort of approach, and the answer is still the same. You don't get to play the game, even though you'll defy me. They'll frequently tell us that when I'm calm and when I'm clear, uh, it, it becomes so much easier to say, no, my, my children are so much more receptive of that than they are of when I get big and demanding. Mm -hmm. When it's big and demanding, they tend to fight me back. But when I'm not big and demanding, they tend to hear what I'm saying better. One of the key pieces here of, uh, that you've underscored too, Stacy, is that when we know what's going to happen, we can develop a game plan, right? We, we already know what doesn't work. And so let's not do that again. Let's do something different. And there's a shot that maybe something different might happen in terms of the outcome. And yeah. The other thing I'll say is that parents will oftentimes believe that they are losing authority when they're nice or mm. calm. Mm -hmm. somehow there's this belief that if I'm big and loud, that I'm, that I, I'm the authority here. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I would challenge that and push back a little bit and say that I think actually we gain authority in our being calm, that we are more respectable. Mm -hmm. We can, we have a, a place of authority in that, in that calmness yeah. uh, that then again allows the weight of that consequence mm. to fall on our kids. Yeah, that's a powerful sort of closing thought, isn't it, it Stacy? Is. That that we actually gain authority by being calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thought. It's my first my first thought went to that's what God is for me. You know. Yeah. It's who God Approachable is. Approachable always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In control of all when my world seems to be chaotic. Mm. Wow, what a lot of stuff we've covered today. We have covered a lot. Thank you, Chad, for being with us. Yeah, my pleasure. Bringing that wisdom. Thank you for the role plays today. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, those were fun. Really fun. I was like being a defiant child. Uh, always pick the child. If you get a choice, be the child <laughs> in those role plays. It's fun. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Families podcast. We hope you got tips that you can use in your parenting today. Please subscribe and leave us a positive review so other families can find us and learn how to parent with peace and connection.